Good morning. Welcome to the Australian Early Finance Briefing for Wednesday the 18th of November. My name's Nick here in Melbourne, starting with the latest Bank of America Global Fund Manager survey results. And they're quite interesting. They're incredibly bullish. So this is the monthly survey and this is the one conducted between the 6th of November and the 12th. And it's shown that economic growth expectations are at a 20-year high amongst fund managers and equity risk and everything's up really high. So allocations of equities in November rose to a net 46% overweight, which is what Bank of America call extreme bullish. In addition, they said that 91% of survey investors expect the economy to be stronger in the next 12 months and 66% believe that global growth is an early cycle phase as opposed to a recession. So they, they go on to say fund managers have not been this optimistic for global profit expectations since 2002. So they go on saying a second wave is a tail risk of the pandemic, but otherwise their expectations are really bullish. So. They also mentioned 73% of investors expect a steeper yield curve, which certainly we're seeing that this week with the 10-year in the US up above 90, as well as the Australian up above 90. They see that tech's the world's most crowded trade, but they also mentioned that, well, there's a net 24% that expect value stocks will outperform growth, which is the highest that's been since February 2019. They also see that emerging markets, the S&P 500 and oil will be the assets sort of classes to outperform next year. They go on to mention that you know, exposure to EM is rising with a net 36% of investors overweight emerging market. However, that could be, you know, increased further and they see that currencies in currencies are are undervalued which would be consistent with a sort of bullish overall expectation interestingly uk stocks remain the survey's biggest underweight perhaps due to the severe second wave we're seeing there and back here in australia the abs has come out with the october payroll data and it once again confirms this sort of v-shaped recovery phenomenon which we you know have seen here us europe etc when things reopen they reopen quickly and the economy bounces back very quickly so of the 935,000 jobs that the australian newspapers mentioned that was lost during the sort of lockdown the COVID recession early this year, about 600,000 of those are now back, so about two thirds. That was only to the end of October, so that does not include the, the sort of the significant increase in reopening that we've seen here in Melbourne since the start of November. You know, retail reopening, restaurants reopening, lots of big, big employment sectors reopening. So more positivity there. In addition, they do mention that the tightening of the JobKeeper eligibility for businesses at the end of September did have quite a negative impact on small business employment nationally, where they found that firms with under 20 employees had payroll numbers down 4.9% since the start of September. So some small businesses there shedding staff 
potentially ones they probably would have got rid of if they had to pay them earlier. But once again, positive news there, and it does sort of bode well for a very bullish, sort of strong recovery case for Australia and, and any sort of developed market. And moving to the markets now, it looks like the soaring infection numbers in the US are starting to get on investors' nerves. We've seen a big rally in particularly the small cap domestically exposed. US names there coming off a little bit today. NASDAQ's flat an hour and a half before open, whereas the Russell's down almost 90 bips. So maybe a bit of profit taking, but also these you know, a million new infections in a week are sort of probably getting on people's nerves. In addition to that, we've got Tesla has finally been allowed into the S&P 500 index. It's up 10% as a result. That's your update for Wednesday. Have a great day. This podcast is for investment professionals only and should not be relied upon by private investors. The podcast is provided for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. The values of investments can go up or down, so you may get back less than you initially invest.